Grab your favorite caffeinated beverage and get cozy because you are listening to Mindful as a Mother with Paige Bruce and Lindsay Adams. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for therapy or the therapeutic relationship. And the information given in this podcast is purely for educational purposes and is not intended to replace the advice of a professional. Hi everyone, Lindsay here. Before we get started on today's episode, I just wanted to invite you to my Attunement and Energy Dynamics event that I am hosting with Reiki practitioner Amanda Hill. We're going to have such a great time giving you a night of tools and information to help you navigate your child's energy in a more aligned way. You'll leave the night with tools and actions, steps to apply at home, including a printed human design birth chart for your child and explanation about how your child's energies flow. So if you haven't heard about human design, Google it. To me, it's really like more accurate than any like personality type, personality test, any kind of astrology. And it's really changed my life and how I show up in my parenting. And I know it will change yours too. So for more information on that, you can look in the show notes for tickets, or you can contact me on my Instagram at Lynn's underscore Adams LCSW. Enjoy the episode. Hey guys, it's Paige and welcome back to Mindful as a Mother podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here. I wanted to pop on today because it's a little bit different. Instead of a live recording, I'm going to be sharing with you guys some of my gold on inner child work that I had the opportunity to record for an inspiration conference last fall. It's going to talk a little bit about inner child work, how it impacts us and the parents we are today, how you can get started. And then I'm also going to give you some real tangible tools. Okay. And these are things that I share with people that I work with. Um, people that I love, of course, and also people that I work with, and they've had incredible results starting this journey and getting the support they need and starting to heal from some things that maybe they didn't realize they needed to heal from. So I'm excited for you to hear it, and let's just jump right in. Hi, everyone. I am Paige Bruce from Parenting with Paige. I'm so grateful to be here this fall as one of the Inspo Conference speakers. Um, And I am talking about how to heal through our parenting journey. Something that I like to do to start is just welcome everybody here. I want you to kind of shake it out. I'm sure you've watched a few of us already. Take a deep breath. And I'm going to share my screen with you. The first thing that I like to do as I start each of these is start with a moment of gratitude. So Fred Rogers, when I was a boy, I would see scary things in the news. My mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You'll always find people who are helping. And what a wonderful time for us to be able to find the helpers and look for the helpers. And so I would like to invite you guys to ask yourselves this question. In what way have you given or received help in the last seven days? And just let that sit for a minute. In what ways have you received help, kindness, compassion in the last five days? 
I actually, I will share mine and hopefully you have one in your mind so we can kind of welcome in that positive energy as we talk, talk about this deep topic. And so I was um, very busy this week trying to just multiple roles. I work full time as a therapist and I also um, have a private practice. And then I also do parent coaching and free education online through my Instagram at Parenting Page. So I was just feeling like I had a lot to do between all the working worlds and mom world because I'm also the mother to three kids. And I just was feeling very stressed. Um, and I came home from spending dinner with a friend um, and, a, and a family member of mine had cleaned the house and done the dishes. And it seemed like such a little thing to sweep, vacuum, pick up, um, and put the dishes in the dishwasher. But for me, that made a world of difference and I was able to center myself and I was so grateful. And so for me, that was a moment I received um, compassion this week in the last five days. So thank you, I appreciate you guys participating in my work. The second thing I'm going to do before I introduce myself and really dig into the topic is I'm going to encourage you to take some notes. So you're going to take a piece of paper and you'll separate it into two separate columns. So kind of like paper here, drive down the middle, you're gonna have two different columns, okay? One column we're going to label tomorrow and the other co column we're going to label Sunday. Because anytime you walk into a training, you want to absorb everything that you can. There's going to be a lot of information you feel like really hits home to you and some that doesn't. And so I want you to take what feels right for you and what you'll use tomorrow, what you want to start implementing right away and put it in the tomorrow column. And then anything else you want to take notes on, we can put it in the someday. Someday we'll look at that. We'll look at that later. Okay. So those are the two things. A moment of gratitude. Deep breath in in and then get your columns ready for today tomorrow and someday okay so with that said i'm just going to give you a little introduction my name is paige bruce i am the mind behind parenting with paige so in my regular nine to five i have to call it therapy land if you follow me on instagram i am a child adolescent and young adult therapist and i specialize in the trauma-informed approach so i work with um, individuals with a variety of diagnoses, but I specialize in anxiety, depression, and trauma-informed care. Um, I love to meet the needs of the kids, and I am a kid at heart. And with that, um, I do a lot of work with parents because it's almost impossible to work with the kids without also working with the parents. And so that kind of ignited the flame um, behind parenting with Paige. I can only work one-on-one -on -one with clients and designing a platform where I could share free educational content or answer questions or reach the people that it needed to reach to give them the information that they were looking for um, helped me start Parenting with Paige. So if you follow me on Instagram, it's at Parenting with Paige. If you follow me on Facebook, it's Parenting with Paige. And I also co-run a Facebook group with um, Lindsay Adams, LCSW, who's also an Inspo creative all presenter um, and fellow therapist. So together we run a motherhood group where we're able to answer a lot of questions, provide parenting tips and tricks, and most importantly, create a community as we kind of dive into these topics together. So that's a little bit about me in the professional world. I'm also mama to three. I have three girls, six and under, um, and that has been an absolute blast. 
um, and it's been a joy, but also trying, right? So there's challenges. The topic today is one that I felt called to. Recently, I completed round one of a book that I'm doing based on the book, The Power of Showing Up by Dr. Dan Siegel. And so in this book, it really focuses on what it means to give your children unconditional attention and to give them um, show up emotionally and physically. But with that is an introspective kind of feature to it. And there's a quote from the book that I wanted to share at the beginning of my talk. And I will, I'm going to pull that up right now because it's too good. Okay, so we're going to look at this together. Okay, here it is. It says, no matter what happened to us, if we take the time to make sense of how the past has shaped our development, we can then free ourselves to become the kind of person and parent we want to be. So one more time, no matter what has happened to us, if we take the time to make sense of how the past has shaped our development, so how the past has shaped the development of who we've become, we can free ourselves to become the kind of person and parent we want to be. I'm gonna give that a second to land with you and just really feel it. So as a parent educator, I really base most of my teaching and coaching on helping parents become the parent they want to be. And in that journey, we have to make sense of what has happened to us. And sometimes this is significant traumas, things that have affected us um, within our families growing up, like sexual abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse. Other times it's things that may not, we may not have gotten, okay? It's things that um, maybe there was a level of emotional unavailability. Maybe there is a lack of support. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're sexually or physically abused, even though that, that is also the case. Okay? So everything that has happened to you as you are raised and growing even into young adulthood has shaped the person that you've become to be today and the parent that you are, how you parent the way you parent. So in this uh, talk today, I'm really briefly just going to discuss um, three topics. The, the first one is going to be what is inner child work and how can it benefit us? The second thing that I'm going to talk about is a list of how to start and continue. And I have some notes here to help me so I don't forget, but how to start and continue the, the work of inner child work because it's very, very vague. Um, it, it really lacks definition. And then the third thing I'm going to do is I'm going to leave you with skills so you can start or you can continue to make sense. Okay. And so with that, I'd like to share a story. My oldest is named Delayla. She's six. She has a very sensitive head and she has a very feisty spirit. And she reminds me a lot of me when I was a kid. And one night I asked her to get in the shower and she was like, I don't want to get in the shower. I don't want to do that. I get it. I don't really like to shower either. I don't like to do my hair, but here I am showering and doing my hair. Okay. So my husband was being very supportive, said, mom asked you to get in the shower. And he really took over and I was trying to take a, take a step back to let him support me and take over um, co-parenting in that moment. Well, I don't know how it happened, but the whole event unraveled into this huge mess. He's frustrated. She's sobbing 
in the bathroom and yelling and slamming doors. And I don't know what's going on, but I, I automatically am like, okay, what's happening? So I walk over to my husband in the living room and I'm like, hey, are you going to go take care of that? Are you going to go take care of that? He's like, I already tried to say sorry. She doesn't want anything to do with me right now. She just needs space. And I was like, okay. So I gave it some time. I was like, it sounds like she's really screwed to calm down. Do you want to go? Like, I don't want to go in there and talk to her because I don't want to undermine what you're doing in your relationship. I want her to be able to come talk to you. And he was like, right, because I'm trying to tell him how to parent. So he goes in and tries to talk to her and she's still sobbing and yelling. It doesn't work out. And he is even more frustrated. So I'm like, okay. I go in the bathroom and her face is like bright red. It's so red and puffy. And you can tell how hard she's been crying. And there's like tears streaks down her face. And so I see her and I'm like, oh, honey, what's going on? And she says, dad pulled my hair. He pulled my hair, like real dramatic and sobbing. And I immediately felt my body light up. Like I was, I was trying really hard not to show how upset I was. Like I know she has a sensitive head and I know sometimes he doesn't understand his strength in my opinion, right? Because that's my opinion as mom. And I was like, you pulled your hair? Like, yes, adults aren't supposed to hurt children. Adults aren't supposed to hurt children. It's like sobbing. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, did you tell your dad? Like trying everything in me to like hide that I'm starting to get upset. Like I felt it in my body. My heart was racing and I started breathing heavy. Like my face was hot. I felt it. And she's like, it's like a okay, let me, like, let's go together and you can tell that how you feel. So she went, she let me carry her and we went to the living room and, and I was like, okay, tell dad how you feel. She said, dad, you pull my hair. And he's like, well, I didn't pull your hair. And I was like, <coughs> wrong answer, like wrong answer. And he gives me this kind of like annoyed look. And he's like, I'm sorry if you think I pulled your hair. I didn't mean to hurt you. And I was like, so then I just kind of start taking over I just steamroll him at this point and I'm like you didn't mean to hurt her right and I'm real like I'm trying my best to hide that I'm upset but it's not working at this point from adults for her it was like mm. but for, for him he could tell something was going on and so I was like adults aren't supposed to hurt children right and he's like right like you love her right like getting more intense and like pushy with every phrase I say and he finally looks at me and I know I had crossed the boundary just a little too far and he goes why are you asking me these questions it's totally upset and I was like hmm. I didn't say anything and I just walked away and Alayla went and got in the shower and moved on with her night and I really had to sit with it and later, um, it wasn't that long, maybe 10 minutes after I just started crying. And I was like, you know what? I was, I was telling you to say those things and giving you the answers that I wanted her to hear because when I was younger, I wish the adult in my life, like I needed the adult in my life to say those things to me, to say, Paige, no, I love you. I would never hurt you on purpose. I'm so sorry. Um, and I didn't get that. The younger version of me never got that. So I wanted to make sure that she did, right? So this is a very extreme example of inner child work um, and how everything that has happened to us throughout the course of our development 
plays into who we are and how we respond in all relationships, not just the parent-child one, but this is very specifically about the parent-child relationship, right? So I was triggered because an experience that I had when I was younger that I didn't, it wasn't on my mind at the moment. Like I didn't, I wasn't like, oh yeah, when I was five years old, so-and-so blew my hair and I felt really upset about it. No, but I wish that somebody had been there. And so but with that, I'm going to move right into our first talking point. What is inner child work and how can it benefit us? So inner child work is such a complicated term for such a big topic. Okay, so I'm going to do my best to kind of break it down. Typically, if someone's saying like, oh, I'm doing inner child work, this means they're working with a trauma professional or a professional trained to help them work through different forms of trauma, abuse, or neglect that they experienced in childhood. Hey, you don't have to be working with a professional to be doing inner child work. Everyone can benefit from inner child work. So inner child work specifically talks about the theory. Okay, we're going to get abstract. So inner child work talks about the theory about how that we have a variety of younger selves. So all of our past experiences. So we have younger parts of us at different ages that had different experiences and different needs that may or may not have been met or experienced different abuse, okay? And so each of those experiences lives on as a younger piece of us that eventually we learn to cope with or we forget or we move past, right? Because we have to keep, we just keep living. That's what we do, but then it gets triggered. And that's a hot, that's a hot phrase right now, triggered, but that gets triggered in us. And what I mean by that is we have a biophysiological response to something, an event, an experience, a relationship with another person that drives our responses to them and how we interact with them. So in parenting, how you were parented and whether or not your needs were met drives your emotional response and the ability to interact and meet the needs of your children. In essence, to become the parent you want to be or the parent that you are. Okay, so what no matter what has happened to you, you have the potential to be the parent you want to be. But what has happened to you is the reason you are the parent you are today. Okay, so what else do we know about inner child work? So typically, as an adult, when the inner child situations, events, relationships are triggered, we learn to ignore them, deny them, dismiss them or fix them. So there's a lot of fixing. If you feel the need to fix something, there's a reason for that. Okay. Um, here's another example of that. When my daughter is playing at school, right? So this is a new one moving into school and a child is mean to her on the playground and she comes home to me and is crying because this other child was mean to her on the playground. I immediately want to fix it. What can I fix? I want to talk to her teacher. I want to send her with notes. I want to talk to the other child's parent. And some of these may seem extreme to some people, but I am triggered and I am having an emotional response to the idea of my daughter being rejected or bullied socially by a peer. Okay, and why? Why am I having this reaction? That was my drive to fix. Why am I having this reaction other than just that she's my daughter and I love her? Okay. So the ways we respond to those triggers now 
are ways that our younger selves, so when we were younger, learned to respond to those situations to keep us safe. So even if you didn't experience extreme emotional or physical abuse, if you if your emotional needs were not met to a certain degree, your flight, fight or flight response and survival kicks in because you need to find a way to get those met. Okay, so as adults, sometimes we learn um, people pleasing, we learn hyper like hyper achieving, we learn um, this is a lot of interaction in relationships with the need to always be together all the time. Or what's wrong? What's wrong? Talk to me. I need to talk to you right now and understand what's wrong, right? So these, the ways we respond in almost every relationship is dependent on how we were responding to as children. Okay. And so I'm going to move, take that and move into the next topic of ways to start the inner child work. And I'm going to bring up that quote again by Dr. Dan Siegel that no matter what has happened to you, if you can make sense of how your experiences have impacted your development and the parent you are today, you can become the parent you want to be. You have the potential. Okay, I want you to hold on to that. Okay, so a question I get often when I talk about this is how, how, how do you know? How, how can I know that I'm being triggered, right? Um, so I teach a very specific skill for this. Oftentimes we don't know when we're being triggered or if we're triggered um, until after the fact, right? So this is when we lose our cool with our kids and um, we feel that guilt and shame afterwards that causes some kind of reflection, okay? So those emotions are giving you information. You're just gathering information about yourself. That's what's happening. You're just gathering information and you're gonna use what you've gathered to help you decide what to do next. So those feelings of guilt and shame, I want you to take them and I want you to use this skill. It's STOP, it's an acronym. S, stop. T, take a breath. Recenter. When you're in that fight or flight, the emotional flood, it takes time. You need to recenter yourself. Observe, oh, observe. What happened? What triggered me? What could have triggered me? Why do I think that triggered me? I want you to observe what you're feeling in your body and how you're responding and what that impact is like on your relationship with your child. And then P, I want you to, to plan and proceed. Okay. So this is one way to start the work, right? To start work continue. And as you continue to practice, to build the awareness, you'll be able to catch it earlier and earlier every time, right? So I just gathered all that information about how my kids climbing all over me right when I get off of work um, really stresses me out and I lose it. Okay, so how, what am I gonna do? When I get home, I'm gonna set aside the first 10 or 15 minutes that I'm there to just sit and be with my kids. So then after that, they've, they've, their needs are met and then I don't have to multitask or lose my mind when I walk in the house. And get overwhelmed. Okay. So you use stop to gather that awareness. Um, and again, the guilt or shame that you feel after those events is just information. I want you to give yourself as much self-compassion and non-judgment as you can. Okay. There's a bunch of other ways that I, I wanted to highlight. You can start the inner child work. So you can schedule, this one's really hard, schedule unstructured time. Walk around the neighborhood. 
craft, read a book, wander without a plan, right? Unstructured. Because that's something as children that we get is a lot of unstructured time. So being reacquainted with unstructured time, not having to be so busy. Okay. Check in with your basic needs. Give yourself a bedtime. Make sure you're eating regularly, getting enough sleep. You're basically parenting yourself, right? We're going to talk about it in that way. You're parenting the younger versions of you, okay? Hey, we're going to find old photos of you from different ages and write letters to them. Or you're going to find photos of your caregivers and write letters to them. Or not even find photos, but write a letter to your dad about what you needed. It's a very real example from my life. Write a letter to your mom about what you needed. Okay. Draw with your non-dominant hand because with that, it, it activates the opposite hemisphere of your brain and it allows you um, to bring down the defenses, right? Anytime you're using non-dominant. Okay. You can work with a therapist who's trauma-informed. And the thing that I like to highlight, and I'll, I'll put this in my next skill, is find the golden thread. So inner child work benefits us because it allows us to gather the information we need to understand why we are the way we are and how we can choose to be the person or parent we want to be or the partner we want to be. Okay. And out of every misuse of power that we've experienced, um, and when I say misuse of power, I mean neglect, I mean emotional unavailability, I mean physical abuse, sexual abuse, um, emotional abuse, times when your parents just weren't there, right? So if you view them, the, their position of power, right? Their position, it was a misuse of their position as your parent to not meet those needs or to hit you, okay? And every experience, we're gonna talk through that, there's a golden thread. Inner child work helps you become the person and parent you want to be and it helps you find joy. It allows you to increase your awareness of triggers, right? So we're building our awareness. Understand why you're triggered, right? And that's where the healing starts. You make sense of that experience. And it helps you decrease the shame of feeling like you don't belong, you're not good enough, or you can't do this. And as a parent, that's one of the most important aspects, right? Finally, healing and inner child work, finding that golden thread allows you to open yourself up to the joy and goodness that is waiting for you, right? It allows you to find how you were able to take back your power in that moment. How did you use that experience and why did you use it? So the final um, thing that I'm going to talk about, and then um, I'll share some upcoming stuff with you guys. So there's something called a coherent narrative, okay? And a coherent narrative is a really fancy term for just creating a story about one of your experiences. You're giving it a beginning, middle, and an end because you're making sense of it. So as we give it a beginning, middle, and end, we make sense of what happened, find the golden thread, we can begin to heal and process those experiences so they're not as impactful on our behaviors today with the person we are. 
creating a coherent narrative. It's also a very big term, much like most of inner child work. So I have kind of a, a, a check box sheet that I want to teach you guys to start working through some of this. And this might be something you want to put in your someday column or maybe your tomorrow column. But it is definitely something that I want you guys to be aware of. And it is a great way to, or a great tool to start learning how to create coherent narratives. Okay. So the first thing that I want you to write down, get a, get a paper and a pencil. I'll wait. I'm going to wait right here. Okay. So the first thing I want you to write down or think about, even if you're not writing it down, what was your experience? What is an experience that you had growing up with your caregivers, with your parents, with your coaches? Maybe it was an older sibling. What was an experience that you had that would represent a misuse of their position in your life, of their power in your life? The second thing I want you to ask yourself and think about, what was the impact on the relationship. Okay. So I'll give you a very real example of a way I was able to use this to create a coherent narrative. Okay. So when I was pregnant with my second, um, I gave birth to her at a hospital. I was with a midwife that didn't know me. It was at a hospital I wasn't supposed to birth at. It was, it was not planned that way. Okay. And um, after I delivered my baby, she, the doctor pulled my placenta and I felt her tugging and I asked her not to pull it because I know that I can deliver my placenta naturally, totally normal, unmedicated, natural birth. Um, and she said, no, it's coming and pulled it. And I felt it. One, it was painful and two, I hemorrhaged. So it put me um, in physical harm. Okay, that was my experience. What was the impact of the relationship? So the impact on the relationship for me was that I didn't trust her. I didn't trust her as my physician. I wouldn't go back postpartum for any checkups. I wouldn't recommend them to anybody. I actually tell people not to go there and often share this experience because it was something that really harmed me and I wasn't okay with it. Okay. The next question. What would you have needed from the person who hurt you in order to resolve or repair the situation? What would you have needed from the person who hurt you in order to resolve or repair the situation? I need her to not pull them to sit down, to listen to me. Okay, the next question, how has this experience shaped you? How has this experience shaped you? So we're going to identify the experience. We're gonna talk about how it affected our relationship with the person that hurt us or neglected us. We're gonna talk about what we needed from them 
to fix the relationship or to repair the harm that was done. Now we're gonna reflect on how that experience shaped us today. What impact did it have on you? And then the final one, are you ready? What was your golden thread? So golden thread is a lesson learned. What was your golden thread from that situation? Maybe it was a skill you developed. So from the story that I shared, my golden thread is that I became a fierce advocate for women and women's birth and their birthing rights. I went on to volunteer at midwives clinics. I taught birth classes. I um, shadowed under doulas. I even considered that as a career choice based on this experience. So the golden thread for me was that I was able to use my knowledge of what happened to inform other women so they didn't have the same experience. So what was your golden thread? And I'll walk through that skill one more time. What was your experience? How did that impact the relationship with the person that hurt you? What did you need from that person to repair the relationship or fix the harm that was done to you? How has this experience shaped you as a person today? And what was your golden thread? What was your golden thread from that experience? Okay, so those are my two skills. One, to begin the steps into awareness, I want you to practice stop, stop, take a breath, observe, plan and proceed. And with that, you're going to gather information on yourself and use that to inform your choices as a parent. I have much more of this on my Instagram. So if you're looking for more information about that, make sure you follow me. And two, um, co creating a coherent narrative. So I walked you through the steps on how to start creating a coherent narrative to make sense of those experiences. And I wanna read that quote to you one more time from Dr. Dan Siegel. It says, no matter what happened to us, if we take the time to make sense of how the past has shaped our development, we can then free ourselves to become the kind of person and parent we want to be. So if reparenting or inner child work is something that you are finding yourself interested in or passionate about, I will be hosting round two of my book club that goes over the, the Power Showing Up by Dr. Dan Siegel. So that's the book. It has six chapters plus an introduction. I pace the book club about one chapter a week, and then we get to interact um, on Voxer, the app. So live chatting about what we're doing each week. I pose uh, an introduction question to you guys to kind of consider as you read throughout the week. Um, and then you also get a custom designed course workbook. So the book itself focuses on how we can show up as the parents we need to be and understanding the science behind attachment. And the course workbook helps walk you through the parent healing that comes as you understand how your development has shaped the parent you are today and the parent that you're hoping to be. Some hot topics that we cover are micro and macro self-care. I do guided visualizations. I also um, help you walk through creating a coherent narrative. And then I incorporate a lot of mindfulness skills into the course workbook. 
So in round two, every two weeks, we will meet on a Zoom where I will do um, a little walkthrough of the stuff in the course book, a mini training on the major topics and answer any questions. So not only do you get the book written by psychologist, Dr. Dan Siegel himself, custom workbook by me, but you also get a live Q&A and a trauma-informed therapist to kind of walk through this journey with you as you're learning how to start or continue kind of the reparenting work involved in parenting your children and healing through your parenting journey. Okay, so that actually starts um, the third week of November. And if you'd like more information on it, you can find it on my Instagram, parentingwithpage.com. And you can also subscribe to my email list um, where all email subscribers get a promo code for that. So thank you so much for being here. I hope all the compassion in the world for you as you venture on this journey. And I want you to know just that the fact that you're considering inner child work means that you've already started the journey and that you're already conscious and becoming aware of the type of parent you want to be and how to get there. So thank you for being here with me. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your inspo conference. Hey, it's Paige. If you or someone you know is looking for therapeutic services, I'm accepting new clients in Idaho over telehealth or in person. So go ahead and check me out at www.parentingwithpage.com, skim my bio, and contact me via the contact form. Talk to you soon. Thanks for coming to Mindful as a Mother podcast. If you'd like more of us and Mindful as a Mother, you can find Paige at Instagram at Parenting with Paige and Lindsay at Lynn's underscore Adams LCSW. Find us on TikTok, Instagram, and in our Facebook group, creating community and smashing parental stigma, embracing mindful motherhood and positive parenting. Thanks so much and see you next time.